Jay, we're we going to talk baseball or are we going to talk things that might happen? Maybe we'll talk a little bit. <laughs> Maybe both. I thought you were going to say, are we going to talk baseball or are we going to talk like the Olympics or something? Oh. But you, you're probably not paying much attention to the Olympics. But uh, yeah, baseball, we could we could talk a little baseball. We could talk a little trade. We could talk a little speculation. You know, sure, we have, speculation. We have, time, we have time for all that. It's good to see you back in, in your home office there. I'm sure Man. it feels a whole lot better for you. That was what two full weeks on the road, wasn't it? That was two full weeks on the road. Uh, that was that was a, a, your, a long your time. Gran, your little granddaughter is probably running laps around the yard now. Uh, just in she graduated high school. Yeah, <laughs> and you and you, uh, and you missed it all. So missed it. well, you'll, make, She's you'll a make it up. Uh, yeah, well, that goes without saying, but you'll make it up to her. I'm sure. Uh, so here we are, and it is uh, Friday at one o'clock Pacific, the trade deadline, and we are all. And, and, and everyone in baseball, I think, is, is certain that A.J. Preller is going to do something. What he's going to do, let's all remember, like, I didn't mention Adam Frazier. I didn't see Adam Frazier mentioned anywhere with the right. Padres. And right. that was the first trade he made. So let's <laughs> right. all, you know, as we, as we speculate, as we, A, as we hear about talks they've had, let's, let's just remember we probably don't have any idea. Now, he, Well, uh, you've always said, one thing I like that you've always said is, he talks with everyone. So you could write you could write a story basically every day that said AJ Preller was having was having talks with XYZ team because that's I mean that's a big part of his job. He talks with everyone, just like most general managers talk with everyone, because you never know when you're gonna say, Hey, what you know, is Adam Frazier available? Boy, yeah, would you guys be interested in him? You know, that kind of thing. So And that was after twenty conversations with his four or five guys that he's most uh you know that are that are his main advisors and then they have people watching a Frazier and going on for a while, but no one knows about it. Um and like all the trades last year, by the time they were done, that was the fifth, sixth, tenth version of of those trades. Uh sure. that, you know, and just like now, if the Padres who are unbelievably almost still looking for offense. If they end up getting Joey Gallo, um, it'll be like the 10th time. Cause this is something they've been hearing about for two months. It'll be the 10th right. version of that trade that gets done. Here, here's something that just popped into my head and you look at what the Padres got last year. Have any of those guys had a big impact? It's a the, great point. Padres at this point. I mean, Austin Nola has been hurt most of the time. Um, Mike Clevenger, we know, you know, he had a couple good starts last year, but they were going to make the playoffs anyway, even if, if they didn't get him and then, and then he's gone. So is it, is it just possible that maybe we all overrate everything, the importance of what's happening here in the next three or four days? Do you, do you think that's maybe just a slight possibility? I, I, um, I do, Jay. I, I, I'm glad that I'm <laughs> sensing your, your sarcasm. I do. That's not to say, like, look, I look at this Adam Frazier deal and I go, well, as long as they find a place for everybody to play and, right. and it all works out there, I don't see how this wasn't a good deal. I see this as better than any – now, look, they needed a couple relievers last year. Uh, had Mike Clevenger stayed healthy and had Nelson Lamette stayed healthy, who knows what would have happened against the Dodgers. Those could have been very different trades. But but I look at the Adam Frazier as more of a sure thing to help this offense than anything he did last year. Now, that could end up also being completely false, but that's the way yeah, that I see it. But even me right. seeing it that way, say, I say 
It is far more important that Manny Machado not go into a sustained cold spell. It is far more important that Will Myers doesn't go into a sustained cold spell. That Fernando Tatis Jr. continues uh, to be the MVP candidate. That the starting pitchers, even if they are to get a starting pitcher, that the guys that are here have to, uh, you know, step up. So uh, without a doubt, you know, that said – this guy will not quit, man. AJ Preller can't stop, won't stop. That's that's it. Um, it's like my, <laughs> no, like, I think, you know, yeah. I should say the Trevor Rosenthal acquisition last year was probably something where I should say that definitely they did need Rosenthal. Uh, and there's been so many deals, I can't even remember how they got what that cost them. But it was, uh, gosh darn it, it was the outfielder and. Yeah, it was the first of the six trades that brought nine major leaguers. Put me on the spot, but uh, there was an outfielder uh, prospect. He'd been up for a little while. That's that's who they would, got. Uh, they gave up for yeah. Rosenthal. The only thing that concerns me a little bit when I was looking at Adam Frazier's numbers, and he's been fantastic this year, is that he's been way more fantastic than he's ever been before. And so – that's one of those things like is he is he having a career year and he's he's due to sort of you know regress to the mean a little bit or is is he just this good and i and look i think he's my guess is he's this good i think this is a deal look if you can get adam frazier for what they got him for i think it's worth getting him but there's just that thing in the back of my head and ryan ludwick is always in the back of my head because he was he was having a good year he was a good player and he came here and he's stuck. And so there's always that danger that that's going to happen. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't make trades. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't try to improve. I, I just think that sometimes it's like, you know, the Padres need to make a lot of trades. I don't know that they need to make a lot of trades because sometimes you're just sort of shuffling the deck chairs. Especially and not that this, this is the Titanic, but but just shuffling the deck chairs even on a cruise ship that's sailing along great and doesn't have COVID or anything. Yeah, but, Jay, that's not think, a great analogy. Outside of my hotel in Miami is uh, is the uh, uh, cruise capital, it feels like. And usually it's just like constant action. And there were like six cruise ships parked uh, there. So cruise ships are, are not – it's not a good analogy, Jay, but I get yeah, it, what maybe you're saying. That, maybe that wasn't uh, – <laughs> maybe so, that wasn't it. I do think that that could be the uh, – that's, you know, it's always the case that you never know what's going to happen. And if the Padres only make one more deal or whatever – I don't know that that means we say, oh, my God, they, they failed at the deadline because you have no idea. We have no idea what what success at the deadline looks like until we see how it all plays out. Right. Right. They won the deadline last year. There's not any question they did. Yeah. They and won the offseason. Right. There's not any question they did. Um, how have both of those worked out? Now, that again, if this domino and that domino, then the Padres might have beat the Dodgers in the division series last year. I'm not saying they were bad trades, but what did what did they actually do? Right. And Edward Oliveira. They do I, need I a starting pitcher. But I also I, think I that they're looking for relievers agree. and trying to build a pitching staff at this point. You know, it's not like you can go out and do another three trades for starting pitchers and start over with your, you know, get yourself a playoff rotation. But um, no, we, um, we talked before that they need the pitchers. They they traded for a playoff rotation a few months, ago, several months ago. You know, that was the whole idea. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, that was going to be the playoff rotation, depending on Lamette's health, which we always knew was a gigantic 
question mark. And what they need is those guys, and we talked about it many times before, they need those guys to pitch like the pitchers that they thought they were getting. And you can't just go, I mean, to me at least, you can't just go out and get like three more starting pitchers. Um, because I, I don't know where you're going to, where you, you can't have everything as the great Stephen Wright once said, because where would you put it? Um, hey, regarding Ludwig, by the way, uh, Ludwig for uh, a second, wasn't he not a good fielder, really super slow and Petco kind of bottled him in. And I just feel like it's a, it is an absolutely, I think it's prudent for fans to always have him in the back of their mind when the Padres mm-hmm. make a trade. The Padres, a general manager, can't have past failures, certainly ones that weren't his own, but even his Correct. own in the back of his mind when he makes a trade. It's his, is this the best move um, right now? And I, I think that that Frazier, gosh, I know that you guys, you and I have talked about it here. You've mentioned a couple of times about him uh, having a career year, which is absolutely true. If he regresses a little bit, this is still a guy I think that helps the offense. Um, yeah, this mean, offense, his problem has been holes. And and he puts yeah. a hole theoretically. Yeah. He lengthens the, the the lineup. And I mean, gosh, if Eric Hosmer is still here, which I think he will be, uh, and he's batting seventh, I mean, you guys can bag on Eric Hosmer all you want, but that's a pretty good number seven hitter. Uh, if Tommy right. Pham's batting right. seventh, or uh, you know, maybe that maybe you put Tommy Pham eighth for goodness sake because of what that does in turning over innings or what have you. My gosh, this lineup could be. Uh, finally, what uh, what it was supposed to be and what it was for a month. It's not like it's been the worst lineup uh, in in the majors for for a, a long time. Uh, it 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 had a bad week and they they had a bad month from the middle of April to uh, the middle of May, or ah, bad two months from the middle of April to the yeah. middle of June. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I mean, almost they, longer. They have been, yeah, they have been. They were they were good offensively for, like you said, for at least a month and especially and obviously you know, in Washington on that weekend. And then it, it sort of all fell apart in the last, uh, the last part of the road trip. And, and the, you know, again, we, that goes back to what we talked about before where, you know, they, they didn't take advantage of the, the schedule, but, but maybe that, you know, in a sense they did, they, what they split the two games in Atlanta. They have the lead in the third game. Um, when, they, when that resumes, presumably the, that last second to last weekend, of the season. So that could be two out of three in Atlanta. So, okay. So you went, you went two and two in Miami instead of three and one. So if you win that suspended game, you really probably only cost, maybe you cost yourself one game. Now we could look back at different times during the season and say one game in this series, one game in that series, one game in the other series, and they all start to add up. And it's why the Padres are in third place, you know, instead of, instead of higher, but, as we've we've talked about this many times before, this is not this is not a at times this is a this is a bad team to watch. It's frustrating to watch. Frustrating. It can, be, uh-huh. it can be downright boring to watch sometimes. But if you take a look at the overall picture, it's still a pretty good team. Um, it's it's flawed in in a couple of different areas. And if you're looking at how you're going to win short series, I think that's where you might have a bigger issue because you don't have at this point, they don't have any dominant pitching, and they might be facing dominant pitching um, come the come the playoffs. I mean, if they get in a series with Milwaukee, and you know Woodruff and Burns are pitching the way they were earlier in the year, the Padres right now don't have anybody pitching that well. 
Well, heck, they get into some pretty important series with the Giants. Then, uh, yeah, Zara, everything you said is gospel. And the part you said about the pitching uh, is probably more pertinent for a team that wants to win a championship. But I think if we spent time watching other teams as much as we spend watching the Padres, we'd we'd see some dreadful baseball. And also, last year, look, the players, the coaches, virtually everyone in baseball was fooled by the 60-game season. I think all of us who watch were greatly fooled by the 60-game season. The Padres were so exciting, and they only had to keep it up for 60 games. Right. And right. and and it was – they knew it. Not only did they only have to do it, it wasn't like a surprise they only had to keep it up for 60 games. They knew that they could put that intensity into 60 games. And they went on – I mean, after the uh, trade for Rosenthal, it was a twelve and two streak. They had gone like mm-hmm. they had gone like three and three, but right before that, they'd won like seven in a row. Remember, they they swept the uh, Rangers and the and the Astros. I mean, it only takes that to be incredible for sixty games. This is one sixty two, and I still I refuse to believe this is impossible. That this team with this talent, the pitching worries me. The starting pitching in particular worries me, but this team with this talent. In a month and a half, when they're halfway through September, we might be going, whoa, it's a first-place Padres. I, I, I absolutely believe that this team is capable of that. Now, we all need to stop talking about the Giants fading, but but I do believe that the <laughs> Padres are good enough that, that uh, whatever it is today, uh, five games, whatever it is, five and a half, uh, that, that's not gigantic. It's not even August 1st. This is a, a, a pretty darn good team. So, Kevin, how many how many games are left in the Padres season right now? Fifty nine. Sixty. Is it sixty? Okay. Yeah. Well, so if they go thirty seven and twenty three in the last sixty, they would finish. They would finish with ninety five wins, okay. which is pretty much what a lot of people thought they would finish. You know, the, we've we've joked, we've talked, and then later joked a lot about the Giants fading. The Padres still have a seven game deficit in the in the all important loss sure. column. To the Giants. The Giants have not played as well lately. I mean, they are five and five. Just looking at the standings, I haven't looked deeper than that. They're five and five in their last 10 games, but so are the Dodgers and so are the Padres. So everybody's Every just time. Sort of treading, treading water here. I mean, the other night, the I think it was Friday night, the Padres won in Miami, and then the Dodgers and the Giants both lost. And, and it's like, oh, the Padres picked up a game. And then the next day, it was the exact opposite. And the game, you know, the game was lost again and you know that was the that was the Doug Eddings game on Saturday night which we you know which we obviously have to have to mention because I, I'm I'm so eagerly awaiting Major League Baseball coming down really cracking down on Doug Eddings and his disgraceful performance on Saturday night I'm sure we'll hear any minute now about a suspension or something like that for the, the umpires he, have a magnificent have union that. once you made it you've made it <laughs> you've and then made there's it. And, and they certainly uh, where MLB skirts a lot of other privacy issues by by making things public. They just don't make public what does happen to the umpires. It certainly seems right. like virtually nothing happens to right. them. But, yes, yeah. they are graded. Yes, they are sanctioned um, in terms of assignments and all that. But it doesn't seem like it. And when yeah. you are as bad and it was interesting. Look, I went my evolution in that game was, hey, this guy's not very good, but oh well, you know, umpires been a little rough, and it's probably going both ways. So whatever. Sure. 
to, holy crap, this is my game story because this guy was horrible for one team. I mean, I, I don't know that I've seen it. Like, yeah, the, you, that's the thing. That bad. Look, the umpiring is bad most of the time, but it, you're right. It's bad both ways. You get a strike here. You get a ball here. That was incredible, though. I mean, he, he clearly was taking something out on the Padres, and I don't know what I don't know what all was said from the dugout early on in that game or whatever happened. But he reached a point in that game, and maybe it was the maybe it was after the Tatis ball, the the breaking ball that was, and, and that's the one of those things that always floors me. That ball was never a strike. Like from the time it left the the pitcher's hand to the time it got to the catcher's glove, it never crossed the plate. He called it a strike. Tatis was obviously perturbed, to say the least. And then after that, when Myers came up, that was just an – you've never seen it at bat like that. Myers saw – I think he saw six pitches. Every one was a ball. Was it working in three different spots too or were two low yeah, and one? I think two were low and inside okay. maybe. Um, okay. But every one of them was clearly – and they weren't like borderline pitches. They were clearly a ball. You know, the Pagan pitch later on that got Skip Schumacher tossed – um, you know, was was that so? Anyway, I, I just think that it, I obviously being sarcastic with what I expect to happen because I never expect anything to happen with these guys because they do seem to have their own little fiefdom and be able to do um, whatever they want. That's how guys like Joe West have lasted as long as uh, as they did because he was just given carte blanche basically to you know to do what he wanted. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I look the NBA is the same way. I mean, I. There's a there's an official who worked in the finals. I think Chris Paul has lost like his last 12 games that this guy has officiated. So it just it and you know it shows he shows up in the finals. I guess at this point, the, all the Padres can hope for is Doug Eddings doesn't show up in a really big spot. Um, I feel like before we're done, Jay, uh, because I could talk about Doug Eddings all all night, and I know that you could talk about umpires all all, all night, but. Um, I say night because that's what baseball games usually are. I'm, I'm a creature yeah. of the night. It's actually in the morning right now as we tape this. Uh, but, <laughs> is it really? Wow. Uh, but I feel like we got to address the Eric Hosmer thing. And that uh, so you start to hear a few days ago that Eric Hosmer is being discussed. It's like, what? <laughs> because how is this contract tradable? What are they going to have to give up? How much are they going to have to eat? This is a team that would be getting rid of Eric Hosmer to, to save money next year. Um, not so much this year, all the, all the luxury tax stuff this year, look, it's going to cost them like two or $3 million. Uh, it's not a big deal. Right, um, but, right. but in the future, they have contracts going up. They're going to have to sign Jay Cronenworth. Tatis's number goes up. You still got Snell, Darvish, um, you got Pomerantz. I mean, it, it keeps going. Uh, so, uh, but the reality is the Padres are still shopping and, uh, that Eric Hosmer is a part of it. Now, if you want Eric Hosmer gone, you have to give up a top prospect and, you know, look, again, I hadn't heard this until to, to last night. Uh, it was it was late, so I guess I didn't see it till today. Uh, text that um, you want to get rid of Hosmer, it is a top four prospect. And I'm not going to say which one because, I, I look, I don't like this stuff. I, I, I right. How do you think Eric Hosmer feels right now? Okay? How do you think that one of these four prospects feels if, if his name is out there? Um, and they might say it's the big leagues. All right. So Eric Hosmer deal with it. But, you know, I, I just feel like that we all need to understand this is going to be a major deal. It'll bring at least one really good player uh, from another team. And it will send away a player that 
pre, you know, previously the Padres said they weren't going to, to get rid of. Um, so that teaches you that nothing's untouchable. Um, so, and people might not want to hear this. And clearly if Eric Hosmer's traded, the Padres are saying, we're going to be fine. We have a good clubhouse. I've already heard from a couple players who are questioning, really getting rid of Haas? This, this guy, this one of our leaders, this is the guy to get rid of. Now that's a couple players. That's not to say that it's all the players, but I bet you when I go to the ballpark later today, I'll get more players to say it. So um, this is pretty major. I mean, th- again, I think it would be a terrible shame for like Will Myers to be traded at this point after all he's been through. But who's the guy who came in and changed the culture of this team? And you can poo-poo culture all you want, if I can say poo-poo. But uh, but because I think that's with an H. But uh, but anyway, uh, this is the guy who came in. I mean, this this would be a pretty big deal. I I guess my first question would be, what is the likelihood that that you think this is going to happen before we really well, get too deep into a little it? story that I think you know my philosophy is, Jay. If I think something's a really big deal, I write a story on it. Otherwise, I think it could be addressed on social media. Um, it's maybe I'm wrong in that way uh, because because you would probably like that I would go get the clicks and and all that. But uh, I still think this is highly. I, I I should never say that. Shame on me. This is AJ Preller. <laughs> uh, my understanding is this is still unlikely. So, right. um, but my gosh, they just keep going after certain players and and. So maybe it is that AJ Preller is is not going to give up. And the fact is, the, I mean, it's like the, the fact is that there is going to come a time in the next whatever it is six months that they are going to try to unload Eric Hosmer because they have Jake Cronenworth. They've already right. started internally. Like, all right, what's it going to cost for us to keep Jake Cronenworth? Okay, and now they have Adam Frazier for one more year at least, right? You would think just one more year is gonna be thirty, and so uh, they've got C.J. Abrams coming up, blah blah, all that stuff. So uh, Eric Hosmer gets cheaper after next year, right? Yes, but that's twenty million dollars. And next year, don't know where the CBA, what the CBA is going to make the luxury tax, uh, and a, a second time offender for the luxury tax. That's a bigger penalty. Uh, and and no matter what, the Padres have the money right now. They just do. Um, at least, you know, they have the money they're willing to spend. But Eric Hosmer might not be long for this team if the Padres can figure out a way to unload him. Of course, they tried to unload Will Myers for a long time. So Right, right. Yeah, I was just looking at Hosmer. is still So he's still owed $60 million after after this year. Which is $13 million for the final three. Right, 20. Well, yeah, yeah 20. And the, I guess it's 59 maybe, but 13 right. for each of the three. So, I, I mean, I, look, I've, I've, my feelings about Hosmer, the player, have not been a secret. I didn't think from a, from a player standpoint that that was a good signing that because he was, he's overpaid um, for what you get. But there's no question he changed the culture of this team. Does Manny Machado sign here if Hosmer's not here? I don't know. There, I don't think we have any way of of really knowing that. I mean, they're still offered Manny Machado $300 million. So that, mm-hmm. that might make up for quite a bit of, of Eric Hosmer and culture. Uh, I do think, <clears throat> I do think it's a bigger risk to trade someone like Hosmer and, and even Myers, but more Hosmer in the middle of a season, or in this case, two thirds of the way through a season than it is during the off season, because in the off season, look, there'll be, a, there's a lot of shock and everything, but it wears off. You come back to Peoria 
everything sort of starts yep, yep. anew and you've got you know new clubhouse leaders and that it's not as big a deal. If you make that deal this week with you know 55 to 60 games to go, I would worry a little bit about what it does in in the clubhouse. You know that you know about that a lot more than I do. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to judge a Hosmer deal before I even see it um, happen. But and it's kind of like the Frazier thing. It's like it's it's useless to to speculate about where Frazier is going to play until we know what the team looks like four days, five days from now. So I'm going to um, rip up my story because... for tonight, Jay. Thanks. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it addresses that. It addresses the contingencies that are to come. But anyway, sure. yes. So, I, I mean, I, I just think it has to be – and, you know, we're going to – we can come back on Thursday and because it starts a new series. By the way, the Padres are playing the A's the next two days. I don't know if we mentioned that. Uh, tonight, Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, and then the Rockies, uh, the Rockies come in for four. So um, I, we could talk again on Thursday about this, and we may not know anything more Thursday than we know right now. Or they it's, might have five new players by Thursday. I don't know. It's uh, Sean Manea tomorrow <laughs> night, and it's, uh, it's, it's uh, James Caprellian, who's been pitching really yes. well, but I haven't ever seen him pitch. So, yeah. uh, you know, but that's the A's, right? It's like, dang it, the A's are always really good. Now, I don't know that they're your model franchise because I can't remember the last time they were in the World Series, but uh, they are. nineteen ninety. But uh, if 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 that's a, a team to admire uh, for sure for uh, on, on the field what they're able to do year after year and they made a big uh, well I guess uh, they made a significant deal because uh, their their pitching is just always something so uh, yep. these will be real interesting and then very interesting part of the schedule and I cannot stress to you enough how excited the Padres are yesterday was a day off so there's 60 games so there's uh 60 games in 70 days or something like that or 60 days uh, in 69 uh days to go whatever it is there's a lot more off days in the last part of the season than there were in the early parts of the season um right. so like to wrap it up it what's going to happen in the next four days i still think that aj preller sees this as a a a period of time a, a championship window and that you know he and Peter Seidler are, are they're in on this year for absolute sure. They've come too far to not be, mm -hmm. but that it's going to take a lot for them to give up a lot because they feel like they've also got next year. Right. And, and so that's not to say you, you don't, if you're like right there and you're going to make a deal, that's going to put you over the top this year, you do it. But everything I've heard, even though they're all a bunch of liars this time of year, everything I've heard <laughs> is that, whoa, whoa, we have 2022 and 23, and that's not to say they don't have 24, 25, 26. I mean, they did sign Fernando Tatis for a long time. Um, right. But that, you know, this this roster we have right now, the core players on this roster, this was a three-year plan. Um, so not going to give up the, the farm. One the one thing I'll say about that, and I'm never in favor of giving up the farm, but the one thing about that is this year in itself, looks like the kind of year where if you were going to go all in on a year because there's no dominant team and nope. you know the giants the giants the way the dodgers are right now they're not the team we thought they were going to be the brewers i mean those are the those are the three teams that are ahead of the padres at this point in the national league and even in the american league i would you wouldn't say that there's a dominant team i mean there's some good teams i mean i think you know boston tampa houston um or or the white Sox. i mean so you've got good teams Great. but there's not a team that's going to win 115 games. And, and of course, 
we know that's not even a guarantee of winning the World Series. So that it is kind of a time where if you were going to say, oh, maybe we will give this guy up because we got a shot this year. But, you know, I certainly wouldn't be trading a guy like C.J. Abrams, um, you know, put it put it that way. And and you, you mentioned about untouchable guys. I will go out on a limb and say Fernando Tatis is untouchable. I meant in the farm system. Uh, yeah, there's uh, you're, you're not giving up. Uh, yeah. And it's funny to see the reactions when you go to ballparks and he maybe doesn't that have a, amazing and he doesn't have a great series or something. And you, you hear people muttering or whatever. Uh, and it's just funny. It's like, man, watch this guy every day. And it's just incredible. It really it is. Was, I just thought it was fascinating to see on TV the different places, every place they go. There's these people who are, you know, so many more Padre fans than you ever saw before. Oh. Uh, and it's and it just seems like it's all about Fernando. So um, it's so very much about Fernando. Uh, Manny finally got booed uh, the last game in Miami. I guess those people were there to boot, cheer for the Marlins, except for that one yeah. section for Tatis. But uh, Manny was big in Miami. Uh, the people in Atlanta too polite to to boo for for uh, Manny. So I, that was that was nice for Manny, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's the Fernando Tatis show, but also the Swag Chain show. My gosh, the. People on the road have swag chains. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's always these kids dressed in uh, Padres uh, outfits, monk outfits. Yeah. It has really become quite the show. I've been remiss to not get out there and do a story. Uh, stop making me work so hard, Jay, so I can get out there and talk to the people. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that as, you, as soon as you stop making me work so hard, too. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Uh, two against the A's before what? Uh, oh, four against the Rockies. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.